Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, 2 Chronicles 32. 7 to 8. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is 2 Chronicles 32, 7-8. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him, for there is a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. Sometimes we can feel as if we're under attack, bombarded by opposition from every side. In times of crisis or stress, it's easy to fixate on our problems Our courage grows, however, when we remember the power of the God who stands with us and who is always, always fighting on our behalf. When facing a fierce army that had already conquered numerous other nations, Israel in the north included, King Hezekiah reminded his people that their God was bigger and stronger and would fight on their behalf. We can read the full story in 2 Chronicles 32 and also 2 Kings 18 to 19. But to paraphrase, when King Hezekiah rose to the throne, he instituted nationwide reforms to purge the land of all the idols his father, an evil king, had prominently placed, most likely as a way to appease the Assyrians whom he had formed something of an alliance with. Well, King Hezekiah also refused to pay the king of Assyria the annual tribute his father had been paying. This did not make the Assyrians happy. In retaliation, the king of Assyria seized all of the fortified cities of Judah. Now, at the time, Assyria was the most powerful nation, and they were increasing their power and their territory one conquered city at a time. Frightened, King Hezekiah backpedaled and told the king of Assyria that he had done wrong and that he would pay whatever tribute that Assyria required if only they would withdraw their forces. While Assyria responded by demanding more than 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold. Unfortunately, Hezekiah took the money not only from his palace treasury, but from the temple 
that he had just restored. Fear had caused the king, who began his reign with committed faith, to slip backwards. He temporarily lost sight of the power and the sovereignty of the God he served, the God who was watching over him and the nation of Judah. What's more, his efforts proved insufficient, and Assyria increased their terror campaign. Intentionally speaking doubt into the hearts of the people, Assyria said, in essence, why do you think your God could stand against us when the gods of all the other nations that we have conquered could not? Then the king of Assyria claimed that Judah's God, the one true God, had actually told him to capture Judah. No doubt this escalated the fears of all the people who had been previously engaged in idol worship, making them fear that the gods had been angered by King Hezekiah's reforms. King Hezekiah responded by tearing his clothes and by entering the house of the Lord. And I found it interesting that scripture doesn't show him seeking God prior to this point, prior to sending the gold and the silver to Assyria. And yet, better late than never, as the saying goes, he sought God and God promised to conquer Assyria. Now this must have greatly encouraged him. The truth spoken by God himself annihilated the lies Assyria had tried to plant in the king's heart. But Assyria was relentless in their deception and their terror tactics. And this time they said that God had deceived the people of Judah. Now notice, while this was very much a physical battle, it was ultimately a spiritual one. And this is true for every battle you and I will fight as well. And notice also how Assyria attacked Hezekiah and the people. First, he used fear. Fear is often our most defeating foe. It can cause us to react, to rely on ourselves and our wisdom, like Hezekiah initially did when he offered to pay whatever Assyria demanded. But then he wisely turned to Almighty all-powerful God, the one who reigns supreme over all mankind, the king of Assyria and his mighty army included. And this leads us to another important truth. Spiritual battles are best fought through prayer. The dominant question was and is, who or what will we trust? Will we try to appease our fears as King Hezekiah initially did? Or will we seek God when we're afraid? And when God speaks truth related to our fears, when he reminds us of his promises to love and to care for us, will we hold tight to those truths or will we waver when our fears persist? Unfortunately, we will have times when we waver, when doubts and fears we diligently fought with truth that we felt certain we'd conquered for good begin to rise up again. So what do we do in those times? Do we feed our fears until they've paralyzed us or caused us to compromise our faith? Will we determine that we've failed and in self-condemnation distance ourselves from the God who loved us? Or will we remember that in Christ we have been given grace upon grace, more grace than we could ever need, that we could ever exhaust? And anchored in grace, will we once again seek our loving, powerful, faithful God? King Hezekiah did the latter. Although he'd momentarily given in to fear, even after God had promised victory, 
he didn't stay in that place. Instead, he repented, which basically means he turned around. He turned back to the path of faith. He took the letter Assyria's messengers had presented, the one in which they'd claimed that God had deceived Judah, and he brought it, in essence, his fears to the throne of God. And once again, God reassured him that he indeed held the victory in his hands. And then he proved his words true in conquering Judah's powerful enemies. Second Chronicles 32 verse 22 states, So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all the others, and guided them on every side. Regarding this, David Guzik from the Enduring Word wrote, The unstoppable was stopped. The undefeated was defeated. And God fights our battles as well. He invites us to turn from our fears and to intentionally focus our thoughts on Him, His promises, His power, and His truth. And when we mess up, When we give in to our fears, when we maybe begin to rely on ourselves, instead of beating ourselves up, instead of feeling guilty like we failed, he invites us to simply turn back to him and to rely on faith once again. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we know that you fight our battles our problems that feel unstoppable, inconquerable. We know they are nothing to you. Nothing and no one can stand against the power of our God. When we are afraid, Lord, remind us of that truth. And when we give in to fear temporarily, as King Hezekiah did, remind us that in Christ you shower us with an abundance of grace and you always welcome us back. Help us to live in the freedom of that grace, Lord. In the name of your Son, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. 
Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.